Hey everybody, William here and Sarah. And we just need to let you know that we are licensed real estate agents in the state of Minnesota with Remax Results, a good life group. And that's our legal disclaimer. Hey everybody, William here. And today we're talking with Mr. Mark Neal, the one, the only, the myth, the man, the legend, my neighbor. And also I heard he called himself a prize bull once. Welcome to Life Behind the Highlight Reel, the podcast that takes things beyond the curated life we all see online. Join hosts Sarah and William Huffman as they dive in with their friends to talk about the good and the hard things that come with a real, not perfect, life behind the highlight reel. Hey everybody, William here and Sarah and Mark. So everybody, today we're talking with uh, the Mr. Mark Neal, the one and only, and he is our neighbor. And God just, bless him. Yeah. God bless him. <laughs> I'm sure I've brought anxiety into your life at times, but that's okay. There's a few house buffer, so <laughs> <Yeah>. it's okay. <laughs> This is true. <laughs> that is true. That's super true. So um, you have a really interesting, you know, work history. But when, on this podcast, we get to know everybody from the beginning. Okay. So if you try and skip ahead, I'm going to bring you back, brother. So let's go ahead and start. Where were you born? Siblings, all that stuff. Let's start in the year 1977. Seven. Yep. <laughs> Seven, <February>. yeah. <laughs> I was born in February of 77. Um I'm from Dayton, Ohio. Fairborne is the suburb. Um, people wouldn't know where that is. Uh, Wright State University is in Fairborne, Wright Patterson Air Force Base, which at the at one time was the largest Air Force Base in the country in terms of size. And of course, Dayton's you know where the Wright brothers are from, so yeah, it makes sense. Of that course, there's everybody knew that. Ohio knowledge. Yeah, just coming in with the O H. Yeah, I O. <laughs> so you know the Wright brothers were from Dayton. Uh, and uh, first in flight. Of course, they did it in North Carolina because they needed a more flat, more flat room than they you had. Keep, in Ohio. You keep saying, "Of course," like we all know this. Oh, okay. And I, I, I got to. I'm going to preface this, you guys. Mark Neal is very smart. He knows. <laughs> he knows all of his presidents. And you uh, want him on your trivia team. You do want him on your trivia uh, team, but he, but he loves to play host. Dun, dun, yeah. dun, dun, dun. But I, I've, I've, uh, both my parents were high school teachers. Uh, and uh, my mom was a Spanish teacher. My dad was actually a uh, an industrial arts. So he taught wood shop. Uh, he oh, taught metal nice. work. Of course, really? yes. Of course, I, I have zero skills in either. Um, <laughs> and that's one of my biggest regrets is that I never learned Spanish. And I, I wish I had the f- forethought to. Um, sit my mom down and learn Spanish. That would be very beneficial, but I didn't. And nor can I do anything with wood other than burn it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, so yeah, they were high school teachers. My dad ended up uh, at the end of his career becoming a counselor. Um, my mom was at the high school when I was there. My dad was there when uh, both, so both my parents were at the high school when my brothers were there. Okay. But I have two brothers, older, I'm the youngest. Um, but by the time I got to the high school, my dad uh, had become a counselor and left and gone to the junior high. But my mom was there. So my mom was in the building when I was there. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Back it up How a little bit. How did your parents meet? No. Like, did they meet through, like, school? Oh, yeah. I guess we, like, we can ask school? that. Yeah. Yeah. They met, uh, they met at uh, the school. They actually were set up. Uh, my dad um, had been divorced. So my brothers are technically my half-brothers. But my mom raised them. Okay. My dad got divorced from his first wife, I think, when they were four and two. Okay. And my dad actually, even in 1973 or whatever it was, got custody, which is unheard of. Oh, uh, like, okay. Know, yeah. Uh, very unheard of for a single male to get custody of two small children in 1973. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, he was set up with my mother, who was single. 
Uh, and they got married a few years later, and I was so I'm their only child, per joint se. child. But uh, my brothers were always around, uh, and my like they call my mom mom. Okay, uh, you know, so kind of thing. So it, it was by, by biologically, I guess half, but. Uh, you'd never really know. Right. It. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, uh, I uh, had two parents that were teachers and two older siblings and school was a big deal, certainly. Uh, and did you like school? Yeah, it was OK. Yeah, uh, it was very it was a highly focused thing. When your parents are teachers, that's uh, school is, you know, the the end all be all of everything. Yeah, you know, that's all they want to talk to you about. Everything evol- revolves around school, uh, stuff like that. So it's, it's kind of interesting because my dad was the first person in our family to go to college. Oh, so okay. my, my grandfather had a fifth grade education when he was a farmer before he got pulled off the farm to go to World War II. My grandmother had like an eighth grade education, ended up getting a GED. She wanted to graduate high school before my oldest brother, which was her oldest grandchild, graduated high school. So she got a GED. As an adult. Yes, way mm-hmm. as an adult. Way later, okay. So two generations later, you have a, you know, my dad uh, has... Had, well, my dad has passed now, had two master's degrees, and all three of his kids have college degrees. My oldest brother went to grad school at Cornell. In, the in Ivy, New York? The other, yeah, the Ithaca, New York, yep. not the Cornell not the College, the yeah, Cornell not, University. Yeah. Yep. My middle brother went to Vermont Law School and is an attorney, and I have a master's degree in education. So we all, so two generations removed from a fifth and an eighth grade education, you've got three bachelors, three masters. Wow. So, or doctorate. So, juris yeah. doctorate technically is what my middle brother has. So, it things change, you know, and it yeah. it really took it t- sometimes. And, and I think people struggle with this in uh, in, in America because you see it as in, in education. Sometimes it just takes uh, one generation to say you're going to college, and then it changes everything. Yeah. So, uh, my grandparents were determined to send my father, and then subsequently his siblings, uh, to college, and that was yep. that was. And then from there on, now it's the expectation, not the hope. I yeah. love that. Okay. So um, I should have had you listen to an episode. We're going to bring it back. Tell oh. us about Mr. First Grade Mark Neal. Oh. What were you doing? Like, what were you doing like as a kid? Sports? Uh, I played a lot of sports growing up. Um, I always had an interest in sports and watching sports and playing sports and, and so having two that. older brothers did they like beat you up in the oh, sports? Oh, of course. And my yeah, brothers yeah, were yeah. Uh, <laughs> exceptional high school wrestlers, state qualifying high school wrestlers. Okay. Um, but I was, I'm bigger than they are much bigger now. Yeah. Um, so they always used to pick on me and they would double team me kind of thing. And I remember, I remember saying something to my little, my middle brother, uh, um, saying, why do you guys do this? He's like, well, we do it now because we can't do it later. <laughs> when I was at my heaviest, I was just about as heavy as the two of them combined. They're small guys. Uh, now they put on some weight as they've gotten older, but my oldest brother's probably five, eight, five, nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wrestled at 112 in high school. Oh, okay. Uh, he was a smaller. Tiny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then my middle brother, he's, you know, my middle brother's put on some food and, and, and drink weight, but, uh, he, you know, he's still <laughs> probably only about 170 pounds. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm markedly bigger than both of them, uh, even though I'm younger. You're swole. And I was way bigger than them by the time I was a freshman in high school. So, okay. you know, they could do it then, but I, I would cl- <laughs> clump their back. heads together now. Gave it back back, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it was just a lot of that kind of thing. Um, Usually you think about a house- household with three boys. Like, did you guys just eat all the time? 
being in sports or no? <laughs> uh, my mom won't be listening to this, so I can say this, I guess. Uh, no, because my mom's cooking was horrendous. And that's one of the reasons. <laughs> that was kind of the impetus of why I love to cook. Now, my grandmother was a very good one. My uh, We grew up, uh, well, until third grade, we actually lived. The house I own now in, in Ohio um, it was my it was my grandparents' house, and we lived behind it. We used to call it the Neal Compound. So we had two houses and four plots of land in this square that backed up to one another right and so when my my dad sold the their house to my brother i have the house now for my grandparents my brother and i lived there back to back it used to be my dad and my mom and my grandparents lived back to back now my brother has sold it and, and somebody else owns it now and i still own this house but so we were always at my grandparents house and my grandma grandma could cook really well and she taught me how to garden she they had huge gardens which i still use those gardens now to this day um but no, my mom couldn't cook at all. So um, we didn't eat all the time. We ate whatever we could muster. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. Okay. So wh- where did you go to elementary school? I went to a school called Five Points Elementary, which ironically was just torn down last week. I saw that video. Yeah. It was devastating for me because uh, my brothers all went there. My aunt went there. My dad taught there. I substitute taught there. Oh, I met, okay. I met so many friends of mine that I still have to this day there. Um, in fact, I went back. I drove back to Ohio in June because they did the last walkthrough. Oh. So I drove all the way back just to walk through. So me and one of my best friends from school walked through it together. Uh, and that school is down the block from my house in Ohio. What like, do they of put course in there it instead? Is. Like, is Ohio like 17 square feet? Because everything seems to be right behind uh, you or in your backyard. No, just everything just so happened to be close to where I lived. Um, but... Um, no, they built an elementary school next door, a new one. Okay. So the, the town got all new schools. Uh, they're getting a, a new high schools being built, the new athletic facilities. The, it, everything was old. And that school was old. For as a, you know, I, I joked that the air quality has got to be horrific in Fairborn because Lord only knows what was used to build that place. Right. And they oh, just yeah. knocked it down. And oh, it's yeah. It's like, what is in the air right now? Uh, so, yeah. Um, and Five Points Elementary at the time, it's really strange that it was kind of um, – out of date in many reasons. One of the ways it was out of date was that it was a single-story school that was like a half mile long if you stretched it. It was enormous. It was the, one of the biggest schools in the state. Uh, but it had like 20-some exterior doors. So security for it was impossible as, mm. as we've gotten to this world we yeah. live in now. Yeah. Where we think about yeah. elementary yeah. school security. Yeah. Now this new school's got like three ways to get in, you know, yep. and they're all... Now that school had a door everywhere you looked leading to the outside, so it was a nightmare to keep locked yep. and secured and stuff like that. So it was a matter of time before they built a new one. Um, so, yeah, I went to that school from kindergarten through sixth grade. And my brothers went there. My, like I said, my dad taught there. I taught there. Do you remember what the mascot was? We were the Falcons. The Fighting Falcons. My high school was the Skyhawks. Oh, the Fighting Skyhawks. Yeah. That's I, actually like an aggressive would mascot. You, would you rather be a Falcon or a Skyhawk? Because first of all, is there a groundhog? I don't know. But technically, <laughs> what's funny is is that we our mascot was a bird, but the Skyhawk is there's no such bird as right. a Skyhawk. It's Skyhawk's actually a plane, but we were a bird. I don't know. See, that's why I was confused. I'm like, I, I mean, I know what a hawk is. And okay, well, whatever. Moving on. Okay, so <laughs> we do we do first through sixth grade there. You're you're the youngest of three. Um, life's going well. All of a sudden, we go to middle school. What's going on in middle school for Mr. Mark Neal? Uh, just the awkwardness of growing up. You know, Gosh, uh, middle school's rough. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I was lucky. I've always had a lot of a uh, lot of friends uh, mm-hmm. that I you know, I still have a lot of friends, so that helped out. But uh, 
I mean, nothing too interesting was going on for sure uh, in middle school or even into early high school uh, for me. So, how'd uh, you pick? Where, where did you go to college? Well, Sarah, stop! What? what are you doing? We're not just gonna skip middle school and high school and go straight to college. Stop it! Always trying to jump ahead. How did you meet Tyra? We'll figure that out in a bit here. <laughs> I know. Gosh, every time she always skips ahead. How'd you become our neighbor? Yeah, how'd you? Yeah. Uh, well, I, that's a good story because I was I was involved in it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we're we're in middle school. Like, are you hanging? Are you like in band? Are you doing sports? Like, what are you what are you doing in a fun typical day? Uh, what was I doing? Uh, stuff that I can talk about now. Uh, playing sports. Yeah, yeah I mean, I play. Yeah. I, was a soccer player, basketball player growing up. Um, you know, a typical high school, you know, not doing enough schoolwork, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, probably goes in there. Um, I worked at a grocery store, which is oh, which is part of my affinity for did? grocery. Yeah. See, you wanted to skip this. It was right near my parents' house, so I could walk there if I needed to. But uh, that's why I have this strange affinity for grocery stores. I love going there. I love going to the grocery store. I learned how to shop working there, looking for you know price per ounce and things like that. I started off as the guy that pulled all the stuff to the front of the shelves called the fronter. FIFO. Oh, yeah. Oh, Yeah, fronter. first in, first, in, first out. Yep. And then I did some register stuff. And then I worked. They, we actually had a video store in the grocery store so i worked oh, back there and that was the best that was I the cool that. that's where the cool kids got gotta work yeah so, so what was your what was your favorite movie growing up you're a big movie guy oh wow um see i that, you know everybody was always like favorite I, i'm the worst guy at favorites like people what's your favorite food i i don't know i don't know what my favorite I, I don't have a lot of favorites i can always tell you like i have three or four things that would probably be it but my favorite movie growing up i was i always liked all the uh, indiana jones movies oh, oh yeah yes. okay Okay, so you must have been just horrified when the sm- when the one comes out where he was in the freezer, the broken skull. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I saw that once. Yeah, no, Last Crusade. Even though Last Crusade is really basically just a redo of Lost Ark, yeah, uh, in in a lot of ways, uh, I loved that movie. Very cool. All right, so now we're in middle school. We're we're working at a grocery store, maybe middle school, high school. Uh, what's going on in high school? Are we getting good grades? Are we out chasing girls? Are we stealing McDonald's signs? <laughs> like, what are we doing? Uh, uh, like I said, once again, my parents aren't listening. So, uh, <laughs> partying a lot. Uh, you know, it was the early '90s, so there wasn't a whole lot. There was no cell phones. There, you know, we had paged each other for crying out yeah. loud. Did you have a pager? I didn't have anything like that till work, and I had to have one for the radio station okay. as I got older. But no. Um, you know, just uh, the regular high school teenage angst. Oh, I don't I, see that. That so your high school experience is vastly different from mine, which is vastly different from Sarah's. So I don't take normal just as the answer. So, but thank you for sharing. Um, so in high school, you were also working at the grocery store. Yeah, that's where I started. Okay. Uh, maybe my uh, late soft, very late sophomore year. It was maybe when I started working there. What, what store was it? It was a place called The Farm, P-H-A-R-M. Oh, fancy. Like, yeah, it was like I had a pharmacy in there, I guess. Uh, but uh, it was near the house. And of course it was. So <laughs> Everything's near the Neil. Everything's close to the Neil compound. Yeah, yeah. Gotta, yeah. Stay, gotta stay close. How far away was the high school from the Neil compound? A mile. So my, parent, <laughs> so my parents' commute every morning was just down the road. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, that's right, because they're both teachers. Yeah. Uh, so with all the summers off, like you had mom and dad home at the same time. Mm-hmm. So oh, did good you guys question. travel, 
road trip? Like oh, what? yeah. We, we visited people, the family. We, my parents were very frugal. You know, they wanted to make money, you know, last. So we always went somewhere usually where we could stay with someone. Yep. So he had, my dad's best friend from school growing up lived in West Palm Beach. So we'd go down there and stay with them, which was cool. Uh, my aunt and uncle, my dad's sister and her husband, my uncle, uh, were military. So they were always somewhere they were else. always somewhere near Every him. three yeah. years. Yeah. So we'd go stay with them wherever they were. My uncle at the time lived in Knoxville. So we'd go down to Knoxville. Uh, we, my parents liked to camp. So we'd go to Canada camping and, you know, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, they were always home in the summer. Yep. Uh, my dad was also in the Air Force Reserves. So he, he was? Oh, yeah. See? So I've, I, when I go home, I can I have access to the base and things like that. Um, go and uh, the liquor store there, which is cheaper. Uh, <laughs> so he was gone. I think he retired by the time I got to high school. He put his years in, and but he still got a retirement from that. Um, but they were around a lot. I would just play. I watched a lot of like baseball. Like you know, I watched Cubs games in the mornings because they were on WGN and they played day games because Wrigley didn't have lights yet. And then I watched the Braves and Seriously? the Reds at night. Yeah, I don't think Wrigley got lights till eighty nine or ninety. So when did you like become infatuated with sports? Oh, probably six, seven years old. I, okay, I would. Uh, you know, baseball card, football card, collect and read the stats. And that's how I remembered all this stuff. And I was, my first love was really college football, which it still is. Um, so uh, that's kind of where that all began. I loved college football, just the the fight songs and the, mm -hmm. and the whole shebang, the pageantry, if you will, around all that. So, um, so you're a big Bama guy. No, 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 no. Ohio <laughs> just, State. Just kidding. <laughs> but uh, that's kind of where I got involved with uh, all of that and uh, – but baseball cards, and like I said, reading all that stuff. And I just had that kind of memory where I can remember that kind of uh, useless info. So did you like the did you like the actual like the sports, the, like the athletic side of it, the stats side of it? Like what 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 fascinated you with sports? What brought you to that? I, I just like to I like to watch the athletic athletic maybe side of it. The, I didn't really get into the stat side. Uh, of it other than just reading the stats i didn't really think about much you know, analytical uh just like what they were capable of yeah just i just liked watching sports yeah. i thought it was fun you know i there wasn't a lot to do you guys know that in the 80s there just wasn't a lot to do so i was my right. i'm a tv hound I'm, the tv's always on at my house whether i'm watching movies or games or you you tend to YouTube. have a lot of cool old classic movies playing and i shouldn't say old classic but just like Movies like what was one movie we were watching the other day that I hadn't seen in a very long time when it was done at your house? So I don't know. You just you just tend to have a lot of eighties movies on. I always had the TV on. It's just yeah. that was kind of like my babysitter growing up. So yep. I just always watched something. So the TV's always on at my house. All right. So I'm not, I'm not sitting there watching. No, it. no. It's just on and I'm it's just doing odd. stuff. Yeah. yeah. So um, so now we're in high school. We're thinking about graduating, and college was just an automatic for you, kind of like oh, what yeah. you're saying. Okay. So how like Sarah said, what was your question, babe? I don't remember. Where I went to college? Did Where you, did you go to college? How, how did, did you, you choose? Pick it? Well, um, my my uh, family, uh, my well, my parents had gone to grad school both at University of Dayton. My middle brother had gone there. And, you know, it's a private Catholic school. I'm Catholic. Uh, it's a great school. Uh, mm -hmm. Family had gone there. Uh, so I went to University of Dayton. So is that where OH? No, that's Ohio State. Yeah. Okay, that's Ohio State. So Dayton, like... Dayton, I don't the know. The Dayton Flyers. Where it's a it's a good basketball school. That's probably if you've heard of it, that's how you've heard of it. The Fighting Flyers. 
I don't know. I have not. But yeah, it's a private Catholic school and All right. So what were you what, what when you went to so you're you're a quote unquote good Catholic boy, right? <laughs> not not breaking any of the rules. No, no. Not Never. not doing anything wrong. No. Not not you Being know Being a good Catholic takes a lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe some don't even get there. It's always you're always getting better. We're gonna no, have some Mark uh, Neilisms yeah, for that's later. A good, one. a good Catholic takes a lifetime. That's fantastic. We're glad to be with you on the journey. Oh, yes. thank you. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> All right. So, uh, freshman year, like, what's going on? Did you take a gap year? Did you go travel no. Europe? Like, oh, I should have. I wasn't ready uh, for college. Uh, Who really is at that age? Well, I mean, I wasn't ready even academically. School was kind of easy for me, and I didn't work hard at it. Um, I, not to say I was a straight A student because I wasn't. I'm just saying I. Did enough in high school to get by. Um, and then when I got to college, it got a lot more difficult. And I really didn't have the, the studying skills or the patience. Or, and I've never been one that's able to – my mind wanders. So I have trouble sitting there reading bulk amounts yes. of things. I just yeah. – I, um, I just – I had troubles doing that. So when it came down to, you know, reading X amount of uh, pages per night of something, it just – that was tough for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there were parts of school that struggled – I struggled with, and there were parts that I certainly – you know, that I didn't. But, uh, you know, college, you know, it, I, it took me five years. Uh, I was in no real hurry. Um, was, but, it a, was it a four-year program? I, college is – college is whatever – you want you, it to be. Whatever you want it to be. Some people can graduate without much problem in three, three and a half years. Mm-hmm. Most people at the pace that you, you know, the 14 credit hour, whatever the case may be, usually turns out being a four-year thing. And, okay. Because uh, you're going at a more steady pace. If you wanted to amp it up and go summers, you could graduate in three, three and a half years. Uh, if you were an overachiever, you would start in high school? Yeah. you could. I mean, a lot of people have credits going into college. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I... Took a lot of classes that were that didn't re- get credits. They were just like uh, studying skills and things like that that uh, I needed. Mm-hmm. But so, I got better at school as I went along. And your undergrad degree was in education. It's in communication. Oh, communication. Yeah. Okay. So at my this, master's was in education. Got it. So at this point, now we're in college. Uh, are we in a frat? We nah. don't have frats at Catholic. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we did. Oh really? Dayton's a legendary party school. Tell me more. <laughs> no, it just it's They're famous. They're all working on being good Catholics. It's a famous yeah. drinking party school. Uh, no, I worked at a restaurant in college, and that's uh, uh, and I worked for the school paper. I wrote. I was. I covered. Uh, you know, different. You know, wrote articles for this, for that. Covered different teams as a beat writer type thing. I wanted to be a sports writer. Uh, of course, that you know that was back in late 90s when newspapers uh were a thing uh mm-hmm. and i you could kind of see it coming that that was petering out um and at the restaurant i worked at i worked with a guy that worked in promotions at the radio at some of the at, there's a there's really three groups of radio stations in Dayton owned, you know, the uh, iHeart stations back then was clear channel uh, owned by different companies but you know they like blocks of four or five stations in the building rock station you know yeah am you know anyway so he worked for one of the groups of stations in promotions and he said to me he goes hey i'll get you in the building we have a sports station there uh i'll get you in the building doing promotions you kind of worm your way through and of course that's the best uh to me best advice you can give to anybody that wants to get into my 
your profession. Yeah, get in the building and then yep. figure it out from there. Hardest part's getting in the building. Okay. So back then, you know, we're talking, I started working there in 2000. Um, sports talk as a 24-hour thing was really in its infancy, really new. Very few stations around the entire country were 24-hour sports. Uh, even the station that was in the building, uh, we were an ESPN affiliate, uh, but we were also a CNN affiliate. We ran block programming for realtors, uh, realtors, as we were told. Realtors, uh, yes. Uh, we had a computer. These guys would sit around just like we are back in 2000. So my picture with this was like looking. I stumbled across this website. That's what it was for drive time, you know, just this weird. We had a jazz show on Sundays. It was just this kind of like piecemealed together. You know, we'd have a sports show and then it'd be CNN headline news for the next two hours, you know. So even that, even that station, which was an ESPN affiliate, was sports only so often. So I worked in promotions for a while, setting up uh, remote broadcasts and uh, setting up, you know, doing the banners. Like contests? And, yeah, all that kind of stuff. Um, but I, uh, there was a sports show on that station that they did locally. It was just a half an hour twice a week on Tuesday and Thursday. So I got to talking to the people there. Am, am I getting too far ahead? No, of no, no, it's perfect. I yeah. started talking with the guys in the hallway and things like that, and they were like, you need to be on this show with us. I was like, all right, you know. So I go in. and Like it's your th- plan is working. Yeah, I'm like, all right. So there's three guys uh, on this show, and I come fill in, sit in, and they're just with newspapers. Like, there's no organization, nothing, <laughs> and they're just, like, yim-yamming. So it's just the strangest thing how this happened. So one of the guys that was on the show, I was on the show with him one time, and he actually uh, quit the station to go do something. I think he was working – doing sales for insurance, or he left. So it was me and these two other guys. Uh, the next time we go in on the show, I've got formats printed out. I'm like, here's what we're going <laughs> to talk about. I've got stuff. I mean, I, and they're like, oh, you're taking over. I was like, no, I'm just putting, you know, trying to point this horse in the right direction. Uh, it's going to sound better. Um, so within a couple of weeks, one of the other guys, he was the program director of the Top 40 station, and his role just got too big he was too busy so within a couple of weeks he's gone so it's just me and the this other guy and then the other guy ends up his he's too busy he's working at night and so within two months i have this thing to myself (laughs) (laughs) but it's twice a week for half an hour so I talk them into doing a whole hour because it's like it just it's you can't weird. get enough in in thirty minutes. That and in the way we did our programming, it just sounds weird to just all of a sudden. What are we, very few things in in radio have a clock, and that's a, ter- a radio term. The way the clock is built, where you can just hard out at 30, 30 minutes after the hour, right into something else. That, right, and it just it just didn't sound right. It, it was like it just makes sense for us to go to the top of the hour, hit the legal ID fire up whatever it is we're going to run after and start a whole new hour. So uh, we did that uh, twice a week for an hour. And I did that for a long time, part-time uh, working there. What, what what was the show about and what was it called? Oh my, it was called The Tailgate Party. Okay. And we talked about local, like, well, not local sports, somewhat local, but, you know, Browns, Bengals, Reds, You have Buckeyes. a lot of sports, like... Yeah. Right there. Yeah, that's the beauty. Of, that's one of the things I loved about doing sports in Dayton. I could talk Cleveland and Cincinnati and Columbus as opposed to being in Cincinnati and being forced to talk about the FC Cincinnati and all this other, 
you know, bull jive down there. I could talk about whatever I wanted. And plus, nobody was looking over my shoulder. I had free reign to do whatever I wanted as long as I, the FCC didn't call. Well, what formal training did you have to step in and all of a sudden just start doing your own radio show after none, two months? None really in that. Um, I had been a sports writer for a long time. Okay, so I mean, so, you knew your stuff. So, so I, and I knew how to pick topics. And I always thought that that... Being a being a sports writer all those years helped in so many ways because I could uh, I, I had a good feel for what was uh, important, what was the topics, what were the big topics, and I also the writing came in handy because they wanted you to write stuff for the website, so I wrote articles for the websites, previews of games, previews of hey you know here's my division picks and you'd write a little blurb about it anyway that ended up being beneficial being a writer on radio which sounds strange but it really was very helpful um so i did that for a while uh i never felt like it was going to go anywhere full time so i stayed working at the radio station i was substitute teaching but i went back to grad school to get because i just didn't know if this was ever going to work out so i get pretty much all the way through the it was a four Four quarter, yeah, four quarter grad school is a year and a quarter, essentially, of grad school. Uh, I it was in the last quarter, and the guy that was the program director at the at the AM station that I worked at got let go. So they asked me, they're like, "Hey, you want to be the program director?" I was like, "Well, yeah." <laughs> I wish you'd have told me this a year ago. What does what does it even mean to be? That sounds like it doesn't seem like a position is to throw somebody in. I'd been there a while. Okay. So he uh, was letting the building and plus he had to they, worm his way through. Plus, yeah. I mean, I hate to say this, but comparing me to the guy that I replaced, you were I mean, you were good. Compared, well, let's just compare to that guy. Yeah, um, it was it was a big step up. Okay, the guy was. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but I'm pretty. Good no, at the this. guy was. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying the, the bar was set low. Let's just put it that way. He was worthless. I hate to say that, but I'm just you know. Let's just love it, call, love it. Call it what it is. That's awesome. Um, so I step in there, and uh, I was like, okay, here's what I want to do. We're going to do a show five days a week now for an hour, and they were like, all right, cool. Uh, and they they brought me in basically to be the hatchet man and kill off anything that wasn't sports. So immediately I came in there and made a whole bunch of friends. Not <laughs> so. I'm but I bet you did it really nicely. Uh, people don't care at that point. When yeah. You're telling them you're taking away what it is they do. Their little ego trip. Uh, people get pissed off at you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I immediately was thrown into a, into a very untenable situation. Uh, but I, you know, that's part of it. I, you know, I don't really care. And that really helped me a lot because I always thought stupidly that people in that business could get along and people in that business could, uh, work together and we just all do the same thing. Just a difference. No, Let's we're collaborate. all, we're all no, in the same sandbox no, here. And I, I learned that, uh, it just doesn't work that way. Uh, it, I learned that works work and, uh, you know, the friends are friends. And, you know, I the way I am in my regular life is very different than how I was at work. Very yep. at work. I was very brass tacks. If I didn't like you uh, or you were uh, in my way, I let you know. I don't I just oh. I, I just don't care. The uh, Neil Dow coming in. I love it. That's, I, I think that's honestly, I think that's a Gen X thing. I just think yeah. it's a Gen X thing is like, this is my job. I earned this. Get out of my way. LFG. Yep. Let's. Um, so um, 
I was, you know, I people that I had gotten to know really well as a part timer, uh, I had to let them go, uh, push them out, and so. It, it, but it taught me a lot. It hardened mm-hmm. me. It, it kind of it helped me uh, in in that role um but i became the program director there uh, i was the first station in dayton so wing 1410 am station it was the first station that signed on in dayton and here i am the program director a station i grew up listening to and wow, everybody that's pretty cool. t- it was the it was the station back in like the 50s and the 60s it was the you know am when am played all the rock music that was the station you the know? thing so all the adults were like whoa you work at wing it's like yeah it's a sports station and they're like what it's a sports station now back then it was the top 40 you know okay anyway um so lots of things had to change uh we it was uh it's a changing world uh dayton is a strange market we were top 60 market we were like 59th but the problem was is that they had a top 100 budget but they wanted top 20 results Ah. so i didn't have any help i was a one-man show so eventually i had to realize i was like my biggest and only asset is me it's like i so i've got to do so much stuff so and i wanted to do so much stuff so i told them uh, am I going too far? No, this is okay. awesome. Uh, I, l- l- let me let me ask you some questions here. No, because I, I, but we're at like a pivotal part right here. Oh, we're gonna get back to it. So, how long were you in this position? Until um, so, how long were you in the building before you got the director role? Five years. Okay, so then five years in, you got to come in. You're the hatchet man. You start doing. You start changing everything, making everything sports. And uh, creating friends, not so much at times. Depending on who they were. Other, yeah. pe- other people at the other stations didn't care. They loved me. Uh, but, you know, I had to make some tough decisions. Yeah. Not tough for me, but tough for other people. Right. And then, I like that. And then, all of a sudden, you're having this realization that they want you to have that champagne taste, but they're giving you a beer budget. Mm-hmm. So, now... So you said you had a realization that you're the asset. That, that's a really cool. I, I like that realization. Uh, it it's just like, hey, if something wants to get done and they want me to do it, and I'm serious about this, well, then I better just figure it the f out. So let's go. So what happened? Well, another thing I wanted to do is we were the radio home of the Buckeyes for football and basketball, but for football specifically. And the head coach—that's the OHIO. And the head coach at Ohio State at the time was a guy by the name of Jim Trussell. Okay, Jim Tressel was at Youngstown State uh, for a long time. He won four national championships in one double A. But he was my my uncle, so my mom's sister's husband. You were related to him? No, 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 no. I'm getting there though. Oh, okay. My mom's sister's husband was the head of the philosophy department at Youngstown State and a, and a big booster for the football program and was tight besties with Jim Tressel when he was at Youngstown State. All of a sudden, this guy that I've known for years. Because he'd come to family functions. I'd see him. I knew him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Was now the head coach at Ohio State. So I'm like, I told my, I told the GM at the radio station, I was like, uh, and mind you, I'd just gotten this job. I, you know, this is months after I got the job. I was like, hey, uh, um, if you guys can get me like 20 footballs, I can get them all signed by Coach Tressel. We'll do these pregame tailgate parties and we'll auction these off and give it to the cancer hospital Ohio State. And they're like, oh, yeah, sure. Like, okay, we'll get you the footballs. And next thing you know, I show up and I've got a, 20, a box of 20 footballs signed by Jim Tressel. And they were like, that basically opened their eyes to uh, 
there's things we can do with this station. So we went from really never doing anything other than just turning the station on, turning it off, and then I get there. We we were averaging 100 remote broadcasts a year when we were doing five before I went there. Oh, wow. So we were doing uh, Buckeye pregame shows. We were taking my show on the road just for money's sake. Uh, I started a Sunday morning Ohio State recap show that was year-round, so 52 Sundays a year. We were at, like, wing places like Frickers and Roosters, which were Dayton area local. Like Buffalo Wild Yeah, exactly. Um, So we were doing all kinds of stuff, uh, you know, monetizing the station. And by then they were, like, just, you know. But at the same time, now I'm the guy doing all this. And then then I decided, you know, I, I wasn't doing enough, apparently. I wanted. To, we had. I had a great relationship with the commissioner of the of the Great Greater Western Ohio Conference, which is the big uh, high school football conference in Southwest Ohio. So, okay. uh, the big schools like Centerville, where Kirk Herb Street went, and, and AJ Hawk, and all these guys. Oh, I know AJ Hawk. I know um, that name. Uh, Wayne, which Marcus Freeman, who's the head coach at Notre Dame, he played at Wayne. Oh wow! A lot of different guys. So that's all. That's all the high schools in the Dayton area. Uh, I said, hey, you know, we they'll let us and uh, help us and do we'll do high school football. So we started. I started calling the games with a friend of mine who was uh, a writer, a high school football writer for a website called JJ Huddle. Um, and so we called high school football games every Friday night. So I did the show all week, high school football Friday night, Buckeye pregames on Saturday mornings, and then the Sunday, Sunday. recap. How how old are you at this point? Twenty six or twenty seven. <laughs> And you're basically now working seven days a week. Oh yeah, and and you're running a radio station, legitimately running, twenty four seven. Yeah. So off the air at night, you got to deal with that kind of thing. And you know, technology changed where I could uh, VPN and do things uh, from home. But uh, at those times, things happen. You're calling engineers if you have to. You got to go in. That didn't happen a lot, but it happened. And with my anxiety, it was problems because uh, I just I, I I'm not really good with things that go wrong while I'm in charge of them mm-hmm. so I really that did not do me a lot of mental health good uh, to have that kind of job but I survived but yeah they just kind of after I started showing them that we can do these things and they started making money off it any idea that I had they basically went for they're it. they're ready to run for with it so I so real estate excuse me uh, radio, it's not the most liquid, like it's not. It's not the most uh, fruitful career out there. Am I right or wrong? Financially, yeah. No, that was also a lot of this stuff was self-serving. Uh, you know, I was making uh, not much money as in terms of base salary, but I was making more money. Uh, Probably in your experience, like the all the outside the station yeah. stuff, I was making more uh, adding up. Um, than I was in my base salary. And then I was becoming well-known in town, so I was endorsing everything. I had tons Ah, of endorsements. Okay, so that's how you were able to actually make a living. Do you remember any endorsements? Like, Do you remember any of your commercials? Oh, (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, the one that really sticks out to me the most is it's ironic because here we are and he's from around here, if I'm not mistaken, was I endorsed my pillow. Oh, really? The, the right when that guy. first came out. Okay, so this is actually kind of a funny story. Hey, God, I should—I don't know if I should say this, but I guess I, it was on a conference call. So I'm on a conference call with a bunch of other stations. They wanted to do all sports and news talk. Um, so it was across the country, 
news talk and sports talk hosts were on this conference call with a rep for Mike Lindell and Mike Lindell. So they're talking about all this and the talking points and the history of the company and the and the whole thing with the pillows and the uh, the Egyptian cotton from the delta of the Nile and the whole thing. <laughs> and then out of nowhere, Mike Lind- they they're like, yeah. And as, as most of you may know, Mike Lindell was a crackhead and he's a recovering. I was just like, just out of the blue, we're talking really, about, we're just straight talking business. And then all of a sudden. Something to that extent. I, I'm not sure that was the exact quote, but something. The guy was Extreme a like the guy that. had a drug problem of some description. I'll put it that way. I, that may be a, a little bit of a loose term I used, but there was some sort of substance abuse, that, and it just came out of left field. I could collectively hear kind of like, everybody going, "Wow, that took a left turn." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, but no, I you know I endorsed many uh, local products, um, Mathnasium. Okay. Uh, really? Yeah. Just. I I convinced the guy uh, we had a they were buying a schedule on the radio station and they took me and sometimes they take me in there because I was known in town and they were like, hey you can here, here's Mark Neal you you, know, you can meet him he'll be the one doing the reads on the show I convinced the guy that lots of dads listen to me on the way home and dad may be the last person that needs to be convinced that. Little Billy needs to go to need math help, and he'll go home and tell mom, and they'll agree. And he's like, that sounds great. So they paid me what they paid me every week to endorse Mathnasium. I endorsed all, I mean, hundreds of products over the years. So no, I wouldn't say it. Uh, you were just, probably 100 products. You were just whoring yourself out for the highest I, bidder. I would have endorsed tampons. <laughs> At, thank you I, for at, all the women in the world. At, thank you. At some point, you just need the money. It's, <laughs> yeah, I'm it, picking up what you're putting down. That's fair. That no, but sense. at the same time, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, they ask you to basically put your name behind all kinds of things that you aren't. You know, did you ever say no to endorsements? I was going to ask that. Were you ever like, I can't. I can't. I'm sure I have. I'm sure I have. And I, I in fact, I'm, I'm pretty positive I did. I, but I cannot think of. What that product was? Yeah. Um, I there's things that I said no to, but I can't I can't remember yeah. offhand what it was. I just remember being like, I'm not comfortable doing that. All right, so we're we're now six, seven, eight years. How long How long did we stay at that station? I was there 18 years, so Ooh, I was wow. I was the program director for 14 years, longest program longest running program director in the history of that station. Wow. Oh, I, okay. Like, I have I, my next question, I didn't but expect, Will is going to be I didn't to... expect it to jump 18 years there all of a sudden. So, okay, so six, f- four, five, six years in, you're still doing all of this. Like, what are some of the most memorable things that happened during that 18 years? Um, really just, uh, my whole goal was to have a sports talk show that was on every day in that town. We, they had done stuff at other stations and even at my station that was, you know, this here and there, once a week, twice a week, nothing that ever stuck. I wanted to build something that was Dayton's and would maybe even live on past me, which it still does. The guy that took over for me still has the show. In fact, he uh, added a third hour, five days a week. Um, so it still goes on after I left. That's which, really cool. Which is cool. That's really um, cool. But a lot of I had a lot of great memories um, from being there. Um, just <sighs> I have a quick question though. So you were program director and yet still went back to grad school. 
I was uh, no, I was uh, I was part time while I was in grad school, and okay. then right at the end of grad school is when they approached me because they were like, "We're gonna let this guy go. Can you? Would you like to replace?" And that's him? when he said, "Like, why didn't you tell me this a year ago?" Yeah, when I after oh. I accrued all the I school guess I loans that and part of the story. spent the time, you you were here for it, and I never taught other than substitute teaching while I was doing that because you actually I don't know if that's the way it is. You substitute taught, didn't you? Oh, in the state of Ohio, you accrue retirement through the state teacher's retirement uh, as a sub. So I was like, I'm going to start working on retiring now. And so I subbed while I was in grad school, um, subbed for two, a little over two years. So I have two and a half, year, two and a half years of retirement in as a teacher. Uh, but I never actually taught as a full-time, full-time. teacher. Full-time, okay. Oh, okay. So, all right. So <clears throat> we're living in Dayton. We're working in Dayton. We're running a TV show. Excuse me, a radio station. Not even just a show, but a station. Yeah, one of five in the building. Okay, so what are, what are you doing for fun during that time? Like, were you were you dating anybody? Oh yeah, I mean, what? gosh, I didn't get married till I was thirty seven years old. So, you know, uh, when I had time to do those kinds of things, or when somebody found me acceptable enough to date, I guess <laughs> uh, I uh, had. Ta- I mean, I'm I'm working in my hometown. So I had all my friends were around uh, for a long time in that stretch of time. My next door neighbor was one of my best friends from my whole life, bought the house next door to me. So he and he was like, you know, everybody's friend. So he's like, Will. So it was like, it was like living next door to you, but we're both single and everybody comes and hangs out at your house. So I just walk next door and hang out. Ah. It was one of those kind of things. Yeah, that that's everybody did hang out at my house. So it was one of those things. So I would, you know, we'd go, we'd go and we'd watch football over there, hang out over there, whatever. Um, I also hosted, now you guys know this, I hosted trivia nights as my, and not in the fall, I did actually some in the fall, but I wound it down a lot in the fall, but uh, in the rest of the year, I would host trivia nights at bars, because they, you know, paid me well, and and people were like, hey, you know, W-I-N-G's Mark Neal will be here to host this, and I did a, I did sports trivia, I did general trivia, I did all that kind of stuff, just for extra money, and plus I wanted to meet new people i was still at home in my hometown mm-hmm. i needed i wanted to get a new circle not to dis, not to get rid of the circle that i had but to right. add a new keep one. adding absolutely more people. absolutely nothing wrong with that into the funnel yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah adding friends into the funnel all right so <clears throat> you didn't get married to you at 37 so we're working at the radio station man i mean i i know where you want to go with this where do you want to go with it? I'll wait for your lead, Will. Go ahead, babe. How did you meet your wife? I, well, I met her. Um, I just uh, had not had a lot of success with meeting women. Uh, <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in Dayton, Ohio. Uh, so I was like, I'm, I will be so mad at myself if I don't try something outside the box. So I actually got on um, an online. Were you on eHarmony? No. Um, Plenty of Plenty fish. fish. No. Christian Mingle. No. Match.com. Match. It was Match.com. <laughs> Look at it. We can name them all. Yeah. <laughs> um, which, which, in retrospect, you don't know that going in, but there are um, incredibly, seemingly, more men on there than women. Uh, so uh, I always joked with Tyra that I actually went on a date with a girl that I would never have gone on a date with just because I wanted to get one out of the way. I wanted to like, like just, freshen up your skills. Just knock. No, I just wanted to <laughs> just. So I don't know what it was. Just you know, try it, and it was just like the worst date I'd ever been on in my life. Um, and I would get like 
just kind of ignored you like whatever from i'm like okay this isn't working as i thought it would um but i saw tyra on there i don't know what it was we both kind of talked for a little bit and then she was she's busy she's still busy uh but we ended up going uh just meeting one time when her sister lives in dayton she was living in cincinnati at the time tyra was and how far away is cincinnati to dayton depending on where you live in dayton about 45 minutes okay i mean at what age did you jump on this app Probably 36, 36. I went on there that long. Okay. Okay. Um, and uh, we hit it off really well. Um, I have to so. imagine, like, you're a celebrity in the town. <laughs> I mean, that's really loose. <laughs> I, I'm going to call you a celebrity. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Don't, don't, don't. I was, don't. A, I was at best a media celebrity. Perfect. Local media celebrity at best. But so it's like to actually go on a, like, a site, like match.com, was that awkward for you or no? You're like no more awkward than it would would be for anybody else. I mean, I had to yeah. drink a bottle of wine before I went on. Yeah. Oh, I I, I want to see what your profile looked like. But what was your opening line or email to Tyra? I don't. You know, I don't remember that. I mean, it's been so long now. I really don't remember that. Um, I just know that she uh, was a sports fan, and I was a sports fan, and that was enough to kind of break the ice, uh, essentially. And uh, we, uh, you know, we got along real well. We had fun and. Uh, you know, we all, we just, I don't know, we've always kind of gotten along. What was your first date? I met her at a Buffalo Wild Wings just to, as a meetup place. But our first date was at this Italian restaurant in Dayton that we go, still go to all the time. It's a great restaurant called Mama De Salvo's. So that was your second date at Mama De Salvo's? Yeah, I guess the first one, I guess, I mean, I guess you could just, <laughs> hi, I'm meeting you. I don't know if you could, that's, is that a date or just the preamble? Well, I don't know. It's a date. Like it's, you're, it's, yeah, if you're, you're on a site and yeah. you meet up for the first time. That that's, is a that's, date. That's a date. Yeah. I guess the first thing we really planned, planned, and you know, somebody got. It's picked not up. like I like bicycling. You like bicycling. Let's go meet up. No, yeah, it's so. like a hey, I, I'm on a dating website. You're on a dating website. Let's go on a date. That's what that was. Sure. Yeah, and, and I, you know, I was in ra- on, uh, in radio still, so she would listen to the show at work and things like that. Um, so did she know who you were before you no. met? She didn't know that you were a radio media star. No. Okay. Superstar. Superstar. She knew. I mean, she knew what I did from just talking, but she didn't know like I'd heard you before. No. Wow. All right. So. And what did Tyra do at this time? She was working at a company called Cal K A O. It was like uh, the uh, agency for like Jergens and uh, things like that. Okay. Because she does marketing and stuff like that. Yeah. All right, so you guys meet up for your first date, second meetup at Buffalo Wild Wings. How'd it go? Oh, it went well. You know, we we have a lot of things uh, in common, a lot of interests in common, and you know, we uh, we've always been able to just give gab, and that's kind of what that was. But yeah, it went well. Awesome. You know? Who paid? I don't know. I'm sure I did. You don't. You don't remember? I don't. I mean, I remember. I, Pepperidge Farm members. I try to I try to save some of that storage for other things than that, but I don't remember <laughs> that. Who was the thirty second president? Oh, I'd have to count back. I don't know though. I can't think of the number. Well, thirty fifth I think was Kennedy. No, I can't remember. I'm not even no, gonna say. I put you well, on the well, spot. no, Trump was forty fifth. So uh, I thought Kennedy was thirty fifth. So uh, maybe he. Truman or Eisenhower? I'll have to look see, that up. Yeah, see, now, yeah. yeah. I can check. 32nd president? Hey, Siri, who was the 32nd president? <laughs> Truman or Eisenhower, maybe? This is this is riveting podcasting right here. I was just going to Google it. But, 
So, you know, the radio thing, um, I've been doing it a long time. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things where people. Roosevelt. Oh, okay. So I was one off. Roosevelt was the president before Truman. Okay. I was one off. I didn't know that. Um, so the radio thing, ch- uh, business changed a lot over the years. Um, yeah. You know, when you first start, first of all, I said, like I said, when I started, it was infancy at best of sports talk. Then uh, technology starts kicking in. So, at the, you know, you could call or you could email, and I might see the email afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, but then social media starts coming in, Twitter, things like that. Twitter, yeah, but that had a uh, huge impact on sports. In, in for good and bad. Uh, in in the good because it's a great promotional tool. I could you know podcast and put it out on Twitter and get extra clicks and listens and promote things a lot more easily. But people could also reach you and uh, you know Twitter tough guy and you know was that your handle. No, I'm just saying. Oh. No, 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 keyboard warrior type thing. Oh, you know, okay. I, you know, talking. Yeah, you know, it's like, talking shit. We we, we keep PG thirteen here. We yeah. tried to, no f bombs. Oh, like, really? <laughs> try not to. So, uh, you know that, and it's one of those things where you, and especially early with Twitter, you're checking it, and that's the worst thing you can do. Any, I would always uh, tell, and I did a lot of uh, talking to young people that wanted to get into this business have done all kinds of talks like that i always tell them don't check twitter during your show you ha- have an opinion uh, have it backed with whatever you're going to use to back it with uh and don't let somebody sway you uh and don't you know once you start questioning yourself you know um I, what there's a great line from game of thrones where he's like you know the being the boss yeah, it's like you, 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 you can question yourself, but once you let, uh, you know, once you start listening to other people, anybody with a mouth can question you. You, know, you mm-hmm. once you start questioning yourself, uh, that's when you lose control, kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and I couldn't help it with doing that, and then I would get so mad at these people because I was like. <laughs> come, hey. come up here I'll yeah. tell you Here's the here's yeah. 717 East David Road Come up here Step up to me and Tell me that to my face And I'll hand you your lungs You know <laughs> And I and it took me a lot To I not say that you. It took yeah. me a lot To not say that to Yeah people. Uh, So Okay can I go back So you and Tyra Went to Buffalo Wild Wings <laughs> Yeah, then you went Neil, to Neil the... wants to go back to the sports, and Sarah's like, no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, and then, no, no. Um, how long have you had your dog at this point? Um, uh, My dog, uh, let's see, Trey, maybe God, 2000. I probably had him five years. Okay, so it's like Mark, Neil, and his dog, Trey. And Tyra had a dog, too. Zoe. Oh, yeah. Tyra has Zoe, and so over Buffalo Wild Wings, and when did you know that Tyra was the one? Oh, wow. I don't know. Uh, it's hard to say. Uh, it's just uh, we've been together a while, and uh, things had gone well. We're happy to be together and do things. And uh, we had gotten a, a house uh, in Centerville, which is a southern suburb of Dayton. I mean, you knew she was the one before you got the house together, right? Oh, I, yeah. I just hadn't, you know, uh, you know, we hadn't got engaged. You hadn't or popped the question yeah. or anything yet. Okay. Okay. Um, did you ask her on the radio? No, hell no. <laughs> no that's not that's not what that's for. Uh, no, I did not do that. Um, but no, it's just things. Uh, I just I don't know. I'd never been married before. I but I felt like that that was that was the time and that was the person. So it was that easy. So how did you ask her? I think I asked her like most other people ask people. I just 
we were at home, and I asked her. I bought a ring, and like, it, hey, it wasn't anything overly elaborate. Yeah. Uh, uh, so you want to get married? It was a little more uh, <laughs> planned out than that. But. I can't wait till we have Tyra on and ask her her version of the story. Oh gosh! Yeah, this is gonna be great. <laughs> no, but you know, we, we have a lot of things in common. We have uh, things that we are different, but that's of course. Uh, but uh, all in all, we do well. Uh, it, it, you know, it, things can go a long way when people care about each other, and absolutely, you can look past differences and. Um, have that being the most important commonality. So wh- where did you, absolutely? So where did you get married? And then what brought you to Minnesota? We got married actually at her sister's house at the time. Uh, they had this really cool house with a. Um, it was like a, it's like a two story house, but the living room was two stories tall. And they had this really cool staircase going up. And we got married at the landing. My brother in law, her sister's husband actually married us it was on new year's eve um and uh so yeah we got married there they don't live in that house anymore which was kind of cool going back there uh, but they don't live there anymore um and then we moved to minnesota because she left uh her job at the time to come to aveda which is up in Blaine, mm-hmm. and we had uh, we were looking at two different houses. Aveda headquarters. Yeah, we were looking at two different houses: one in Shoreview, and then the one we live in now in Golden Valley. And uh, we decided to live in Golden Valley. Can you imagine if you had lived in Shoreview? The house was really cool, but we would have been way out in the middle of kind of nowhere. And that house is like at the, in the end of a dead end. It wasn't even like a, what we live on, mm-hmm. like a, a cul-de-sac. It was like a dead end. It was the last house. Um, yeah, it would have been a lot different. Because it really helped, our neighborhood really helped, not only with, you know, meeting Will on when we were trying to, we were knocking on people's doors, trying to talk to neighbors, but the fact that our neighborhood is very unique. Like, everybody knows, it's not like we just kind of wave. People, everybody knows each other and knows their names yeah. and family and what they do. It's a, it's a very unique situation on yeah. our block. We're, we're pretty, it's a neighborhood. We're pretty, pretty blessed with it. Yeah, with our neighborhood. Um, so, well, radio station, 18 years, Minnesota. How did that work? What happened there? <laughs> well, I always knew that I would be leaving that job for something of hers because she makes infinitely more money than I did. So I knew that that would be the deciding factor unless yeah. I somehow found something that was uh, of much greater financial value than I had currently. Um, so I knew that I would be leaving something for her uh, job. And at the time, to be honest with you, uh, I was fine with it. People always are like, I can't believe – you know, you would quit at that job. I did it for 18 years. I mean, there are people that do all kinds of things that they wanted to do and love to do, and and it just they that run that ran its course. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that had, it, at least in that town and in that station and dealing with that people and uh, those people in that market, uh, it had run the, its course for me. So when she said, "Hey, you know, I've got this opportunity," I was like, "Let's go!" Uh, wow, it, I was ready to leave the station. Um, I really was hoping and thought I could do something part-time here. It just hasn't mm-hmm. worked out yet. I've had some opportunities, I thought, in, uh, to work uh, at some other stations, too, because um, you could do so much remotely now. that uh, just never panned out. But I'm fine with it. Uh, I had a lot of fun doing that. If I got to do it again, great. If I don't. Uh, well, actually, when I go back to Dayton, uh, I fill in for the guy that took over for me sometimes. Seriously? Yeah. Really? Like he'll, he knows I come because I'm in town a lot. You know, yeah. you guys know that I yeah. go back a lot. Um, he'll he'll, be, he'll say, uh, "Hey, I'm taking this day off. 
can you fill in for me? Actually, there's uh, Cincinnati Reds do a fan fest. It's called Reds Fest, um, and every team does one. Um, and uh, so when I was working there, we started being the Reds af- radio affiliate for Dayton, and we would do my sh- a show, a three-hour edition of my show live from Reds Fest, and they would just give us players and former players and coaches wow, and be cool. the owner, and everybody would come one after another, you know, and uh, for three hours. And I'm actually going to be doing the sh- that with him this year in December when we go back. So I'll get to do that again. So I get to my film. So if we are in That's Minnesota really cool. and we wanted to hear that show, how could we hear it? Oh, it'll be, you know, you can listen to it online. The okay. station's got an app, or you can listen to it on, you know, probably iHeart or whatever the station, you know, I don't, I'd have to ask him again, like, where, what's, you know. Who owns it? <laughs> yeah, what, you know, what platform are you on nowadays? Um, but, uh, yeah. That it, is so cool. It's fun. You know, I, I fill in for him, like I said, it shows three hours now. Uh and I'm once I get done, I'm like, okay, I'm done. You know, I've I've had my fun. I was three, I'm worn out. You know, yeah. So, but my nephew, I got my, my nephew wants to do what I do. So when he was in college, I got him a job at the radio station. So he was the program director at WWSU, which is Wright State's radio station, and he also worked part time at WING. And so when I would fill in for the guy that took over for me, Justin uh, Shay and I, my nephew, would do the show together. Cool. That's really awesome. Yeah. That's incredible. And he just got his own full-time job. He actually moved out there yesterday. Uh, he just graduated at college. The station? Uh, at, he, he moved uh, out to a station uh, 45 minutes northeast of Tulsa. So he just moved. Like, my brother and my sister-in-law are driving him out there now. Like, they're literally wow. out there wow. now. So he's starting his full-time radio career. That's he's incredible. He's got great steps to follow in. Yeah, he does. That's awesome, man. I mean, I think we skipped a little bit in there, but that's okay. Sarah got to ask her question about the whole Tyra and, <laughs> and the marriage and all that good stuff. Um, so if, if you were to give anybody some advice to get into radio and sports or in general, do you, do you have a, like a nugget for somebody? Um, understand it's going to be difficult. There's not many jobs. I created my own job, really. So... When I took over for the guy that was the program director before me, he didn't. He wasn't even on air. So when I came in there, there really wasn't a full time on air show. Like I said, I wanted to create something, so I created a show for myself. Like a lot of people, especially in twenty twenty two, aren't going to be able to just create something out, create their own job. And now there's so much more competition. I didn't have a whole lot of competition at the beginning because there wasn't anything to compete over. So. Because now competition could be like podcasts, other radio stations. Oh, just any Yahoo that thinks they're me that's never been on the air that thinks yeah. they can host a radio show. I was the only Yahoo. Like Yeh- me. I was the only Yahoo that, you know, created his own show or had the opportunity of the platform. So understand it's going to be very difficult. Yeah. Um, it's not going to be very uh, financially impressive early on. Uh, and you may never get to do it. And you might not be anywhere near good enough. It's, it's a very difficult... Uh, it's diff- it's difficult. <laughs> no, it's very difficult to be entertaining every day. It is. Yeah, it's very difficult to get people to listen to you uh, every day. I, oh, I have a question. Sorry. Uh, what? I'm not sorry. Um, so, as the program director, this makes sense. Like you had to make those tough decisions and say, "Hey, you're not good enough. I'm sorry." Or this is a horrible idea. Or this is a great idea. So you probably saw a lot of people, and were like. 
Well, I didn't necessarily have that because there was no one else that worked at the station. I was the only full-time employee at that station. So there were salespeople that worked for all the stations. Okay. But I was the only full-time person at that station. Oh, at that station. station. Okay. So I didn't have anybody doing other shows on the station that I would be like, I don't know if this is working out or okay. I need to hire somebody. I did all the shows. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it would have been awkward if you'd be like, you know what? You're not good enough, one employee. That's me. Thank you. <laughs> it's. It, I mean, it, but that's just, that's the kind of business it is. Like. Uh, you can know all the sports you can. You can spit out all the stuff. Um, if you don't know how to put it out there and, and verbalize it, and if you're not uh, entertaining, whether that be funny enough or uh, intelligent enough, it, it, people are just going to be like, all right, next. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they'll tune you out real quick. Then it won't work out. So you just got to understand that, you know, you could see, it could look like it, smell like it, taste like it, but you might not be it. Hmm. Wow. That's some, that's some hard advice, but it's true. So thank you for sharing that. I just burped, excuse me. Shocking. Is there anything you want to wrap up with? Or we go no, with I thought this was awesome. Yeah. It was so cool. Um, and it's one thing to know that Mark Neal was in radio, but to actually hear, like hear the story, some of the journey of how yeah. you got Oh, in. there's, you know, I got to do so many cool things. I, you know, I was the, uh, I did uh, guest color. Uh, the Dayton Dragons are the were a single A team for the Cincinnati Reds, and they're in town. Um, and uh, I, the, you know, the, we were we would air some of their games for years. And the, uh, the president of the team and I really got along well and he thought I was funny on the air so I got to do fill-in work and so I got to call professional baseball games um, on the side doing that kind of thing uh, just I got to dip my toes into a lot of things that's so cool. uh, you know um, you know one of my proudest things that happened was you know I got put into my high school's hall of fame you know they wow. oh, yeah they thought of me enough to recognize me as you know an, an alumni that's worthy of going into that is really the, cool. the heist, the Hall of Fame. And I got a plaque in my basement and got a plaque at the school. It was right next to the janitor's closet. I joked <laughs> with him. I said, at least I know it'll be clean. Yeah. <laughs> Mark um, Neal likes a tidy house. Uh, you do, yeah. Uh, uh, so I, I, But now they're building a new school, so I don't know where they'll put me now. Well, they, they better move it right back <laughs> next to the janitor's closet. Uh, but, you know, it, so I got to do a lot of really cool things. Um I, I kind of burned myself out because I was the only guy. Um, so that, that eighteen years too—that's that, a hell of a run. Yeah, and that expedited, you know, me being okay with leaving. Yeah. Um, and you know, marriage is a team, and she was ready to, you know, she supported me. It's time for me to reciprocate, and so I did. And you know, now she's doing great things, and she's you know moved all the way up to you know C-suite type level, and. Yeah, she's Tyra's Tyra's amazing. Yeah. I mean, you're both amazing. Like we absolutely love having you as friends. Well, thank you. And love having you as neighbors. Um and our quarantine. Our our, our quarant yeah, our quarantine crew and I mean we, we survived COVID together and, and now I can focus instead of radio and sports, I can focus on making sausage. Thank yes. you. I can yep. focus on my yep. gardening. Yep. Uh, your yard. My, you know, all our yard work. And now I'm I as she, my Tyra calls me the chief household officer. I'm the Cho. The Cho. So that was our <laughs> Our agreement i said you work you make the money and i'll do everything else so she goes downstairs she works and after work i don't expect her to do anything come up sit on the couch yep i do all the cooking the cleaning yeah. all the shopping all the errand running all like i mean you 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 still work a solid 40 hour week i know i you're always doing something it's you're not just I mean there's a lot to do yeah like an old Al Bundy thing sitting on the couch eating peppermint bonbons i'm not a sitter no you know, um 
Probably only on Saturdays. All right, well, Saturdays, college football Saturdays, fall Saturdays, <laughs> fall Saturdays uh, are off limits, and that's Tyra knows that. There's, you know, don't even schedule anything uh, for me. No apple days. picking on Saturday. No, 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 that, no, no that's no. the Sunday. That is the Sunday. <laughs> Uh, no, but there's just there's always a lot to do, you know, and we had uh, a lot of plans for the house. And so I'm in charge. And a lot of that, you know, we just got all that irrigation put in. And yeah. that was 10 months, you know, of of scheduling four different businesses to come out. Um, all kinds of little hiccups along the way. You know, cable company. Uh, gets oh, yeah, their, I forgot about get, that. I got yeah. my cable cut by the irrigation people, and then the cable people cut my irrigation when they were putting the cable back. And no, so, they didn't. Yeah. So That's they were. Awesome. So, yeah. So they cut theirs, and then they cut theirs. Uh, you know, so I, and I, ha- I handle all that gladly. You know, um, I, you know, but I do all that stuff, which I enjoy that role. Yeah. Um, I, find fulfillment in that role and uh, and also we love to go back we have still our house in ohio and so we go back a lot and if two of us were trying to find uh time off from a job it'd be difficult yeah it would be so yep. it's one thing she can do her job from the house and maybe i could find something that i could do from that house as well but if i were to have a, a regular job that required me to go into a, a, an office of some sword to some description uh getting off work as often as we go back and being gone as long as, you are. as we go yeah, yeah. it's tough mm-hmm. okay my last question when uh you said that you knocked on neighbors doors when you were house hunting yes what was your impression of will i uh immediately tyra was like this is where we okay so he, <laughs> you were smoking something and i'm not yeah. talking about drugs yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were smoking something that had parents so pork or yeah. something and so we go in. So basically, the green egg was out. The, no, I don't, I don't even know if you had that yet. I, did you? No, I had. It was either the egg or the Traeger, one of the two. Now I don't have the Traeger anymore. But no, I had the egg. Yeah. Yeah, it was the egg because you didn't have the Traeger. I yet. don't think I had the Traeger yet. And we went in. And you had a lot of bourbon. And so one way to my heart is meat and bourbon. As you know, I'm a big <laughs> yeah, bourbon fan. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so we were like, uh, this is good. And you know, we knocked on a couple other doors. We had, an, I'll tell you off air, one of the other neighbors, the kid answered the door and the mom's like, who is it? Tell them that we don't want any. Um, <laughs> um, Must have been Fuller. No, <laughs> no. Closer to my house. Yeah. Um, and, um, but actually Will was, you know, I think the one we actually talked to, because yeah. we, once we got to him, we just turned around. We were like, oh, this is fine. Because we didn't get any of that kind of vibe at, uh, at the house in Shoreview. So we were like, I think this is better. Uh, Tyra loved the house too. And there's a lot of, um, God, what's the word? A lot of potential for that house. A lot of upside, yeah. Because there's a lot that had been done, but a lot left to be done to it. And we could kind of make it our own, um, with whether it be the landscaping, the all the you know the work we did on the interior with the closets and things the like fence, that. All the good things. Yeah, all the stuff that we were able to do to that place, even though as complete as it was, there was a lot more to be completed. Um, so we were like, this this works, you know, and uh, we're happy with it, certainly. Very cool. Well, I'm glad you were home that day. I'm I I literally I don't. Yes, so am I. Uh, Sam and Emily also knocked on the door, and Will was home. It so, was, no, it was Sam and Emily's parents. Oh, okay. And Will's never home. I I know. <laughs> like seriously, the universe was like, listen, these people need to be your homies, and we love Sam and Emily too. Um. All right. So we wrap up every podcast by asking, what are your top five favorite restaurants? Oh, and I know this is going to be tough for you, but here's the thing: this is this will be maybe a saving grace for you. It can be anywhere you want. 
Um, and it can be for nostalgia reasons. We had one gentleman say uh, Olive Garden because he went there with his mother all the time. So he's hmm. like, it's not like, oh, it's the best food. It's like he just really enjoyed yeah, that. Certainly not that. Yeah. So, okay, let's go with number five. Well, I don't know if I can put them in any order. I might. Yeah, be, right. I told you, favorites are tough for me. Yeah, I know. Okay, there's a deli in Cleveland called Slimans Deli, and they're they're like uh, uh, like a deli like Cantor's in New York, where they got the the sandwiches are you know half a foot tall with the oh, like Katz's Deli. Yeah, kind of same kind okay. of thing. Okay. Yep. So they they have the uh, the corned beef sandwich that's yeah. as big as your head kind yeah, of thing. Mm-hmm. Man, every time we go to, to Cleveland, I have to go to Slimans uh, for sure. Mamba de Salvo's in Dayton, great uh, Italian food. Now, well, hold on, are we moving on to number four then? Yeah, that's no, number four. Number four. Yeah, and like I said, this is no in no particular order. This oh, is, we'll hold it to you. This is another yeah. one. Yeah. I love Mamba de Salvo's. Uh, it's an, obviously an Italian family that's been around forever. The kids do it. They took over for the mom. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm not Italian, nor have I ever lived in Italy, so I don't know how authentic Italian it is, but I like it. Um, another place that's near and dear to my heart. Well, Oh, is number three. Number three. Don Pablo's, which actually yeah. was up here. I worked at Don Pablo's for years. Yep. I was, I was going to was a hoping bartender, this would come up. And I learned a lot about cooking from the kitchen staff there. Uh, we had a lot of uh, uh, Latino uh, kitchen folk that worked there. And they really taught me a lot about authentic how they ate. I should, for the lack of a better way to say it. Yeah. This is how you guys eat our food. This yeah, is how this is how we, we eat, eat our food. Yeah. And it was really interesting to learn from them at the preparation. I love to make Mexican food. I also love to make Italian food. Uh, well, my version of both. And I learned a lot from both of them on how to do that kind of stuff. Uh, so, and, and plus I worked there for so long and ate the food so much, you know. So I <laughs> Mark love Mark Neal can all. make a fantastic margarita. And I learned how to make a great margarita there. The authentic, we call it the real margarita. Yeah, I mean, you're doing the lime juice, all that stuff. Like, and the you, secret ingredient. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we know it is. But so it's really good. Uh, now, the, the irony is, is that I don't like uh, margaritas because um, I worked a lot of lunch shifts and you're making batches of their house margaritas. So it's 11 o'clock in the morning and you're over a bucket of. Ew. Yeah. I, I, I make them. I don't drink them. Love it. Number two. Oh, boy. Uh, someplace fish fish-like. Uh, there's a place in Dayton called Jay's Seafood. There's also a place in Columbus called Columbus Fish Market. I love great fish places. Uh, places I can get something fresh and good. Now, Middle America isn't necessarily it. I'd probably rather go to someplace uh, on the coast, uh, someplace a little bit closer to water, uh, but those are awfully good. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy uh, both of those places. All right, and number one. Oh, uh, Number one. And I used. Did you say restaurants or places to eat? Places to. Uh, I guess we'll say places to eat. Then I, it's not. I'm not going to say it's number one, but it's my top five at home. I love to cook. I love because I'm. I'm kind of a particular eater. Uh, I like to cook, uh, so I would say eating and my own prepared food uh, is would be would be next. I mean tonight. For example, we're using our homemade kielbasa. Mm, I have, yep. we have homemade uh, pierogies that I'm going to be eating with oh my said gosh. said kielbasa. Yeah. So homemade uh, potato and onion and all that cheese pierogies with our homemade kielbasa. 
That that's that's good. That's, that's awesome. Good I have to agree with you because it is hard to really say a restaurant is my favorite after I've eaten on our street. <laughs> because yeah, we, like we, you have specialties. Yeah. Fuller has specialties. Will has specialties. Yeah. Like it's we all kind of do Emily, stuff yeah, different. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We don't need to necessarily leave the street to have amazing food. Yeah, and cooking to me, I've always enjoyed it. I've always found it interesting that people have. Some people just have no idea. It's like you do this three times a day. You don't know how to cook. I, I think that that should be something that should be much more stressed in school. Like I in, in my at high in high school, I took foods one, foods two, and advanced foods, and I was. The, uh, the 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 prize bull, if you will, of of, <laughs> of, of Mrs. Goebel's advanced foods class. Oh my God, I, that is fantastic! I was, I was her favorite student of all time, uh, probably. She loved me to death in her advanced foods class, and um, I just think that that should be something. You don't need to go to the extent that we do necessarily, um, but maybe you'll get there on your own because you start off being able to make your own breakfast yeah um i don't i just think it's it's shocking to me that people have such a paucity of knowledge when it comes to feeding yourself yeah excellent all right well i uh, thank you very much for coming on of sir. course thank we you appreciate it and as always we out deuces tune in each week for more in-depth conversations about life behind the highlight reel follow us on your favorite podcast platform to make sure you never miss an episode For today's show notes, head over to lbthr.com.